Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey everyone, and welcome to season two of Quit Your Day Job. I am your host, Alicia Fernandez Miranda. Have I brushed my hair today? I'm not telling, but probably not. This podcast is all about dream jobs, the ones you wished you had when you were a kid and the ones you pin up on your vision board. I decided to chase after my own in 2020 by taking a series of unpaid internships. I quit my job as CEO of a philanthropy consulting business to try my hand working on Broadway, in fitness, as an art dealer, and in a hotel. And then I wrote a book about it. My What If Year is coming from Zibby Books in February 2023. I am obsessed with the idea that you can turn your passion into your career and that it's never too late to make your dream a reality. So before you decide to quit your day job, listen to my guests as they offer a glimpse into what their worlds are really like behind the scenes. Oh, hi, everybody. It's Alicia, and welcome to Quit Your Day Job. I am so jazzed for this interview today with King Mo. So Monique Floyd, aka King Mo, is a lifestyle photographer, makeup artist, motivational beer, and permission giver. She's on a mission to inspire women to take out a new lease on life, one where they thrive on their own terms and embrace loving themselves to the fullest. Just a decade ago, Monique's life looked completely different, though it appeared she was living the American dream, air quotes there, as a successful 3D piping designer with all the success boxes checked. She felt miserable inside. It took an eye-opening surgery and weeks of bed rest for her to realize it was time to make a change. In pursuit of her real purpose, she left behind everything she knew, her job, her marriage, her home, and her old life, and began moving her feet. She rediscovered her childhood passion of photography, launched Monique Floyd Photography, and hasn't looked back since. Since then, Monique has spent the last 10 years empowering women to show up for themselves and their businesses through one-on-one brand photography photo shoots and her best-selling online course, Love Your Selfie. All right, so... Welcome to the show, King Mo. We are so excited to have you on Quit Your Day Job. I'm happy to be here because that means I don't have a day job. <laughs> I love it. Uh, already, we have been, I've already gotten some good life advice about how I should just do me because I came here like a mess with all of my podcast wires and a half-eaten lunch. And King Mo is like ready for me. And I'm not that surprised because everything I've learned about you so far, you are just all about lifting other people up. And so I am just super excited to learn more about you and who you are and what you do. And so I like to start with, let's call this our pre-shoot cocktails. This is our okay, top five. Do with my clients. <laughs> Honestly, the suit, I have to say though, that after I finished like reading about you and watching some of your clips online and being like generally amazed, I was like, how do I get to the same city as her? To get my photograph taken because 
Well, I need to figure that out. I'm in Scotland, but it's okay. We can make it work. There's only an ocean between us. It's It's fine. We'll figure it out. Okay, so we're going to do our top five today, um, which you are just jumping into because you are a boss like that. Top five tips to take an amazing selfie because love your selfie is a big part of your brand and what you do. So tell us the top five tips for an amazing selfie. The top five tips for the amazing selfie. The first tip is to take them. So many times, of course, we've been told that this this is selfish, this is vain, but I'm here to tell you, no, that is not the case. So take the selfies. The second one, this sounds very, very, very whatever. Extend your arm all the way out. I see too many people with their with their arm, with their elbow bent. No, bring your arm all the way out at eye level. So that's great. Find a natural light source. I know you got the glam lights, the ring lights, all that. That light is okay. Natural light is king. Natural light is king. So uh, a natural light source, a window, a door, that's, you know, A1 top tier. The other thing, if you're just starting, take a ton and pick one. Okay. Take a ton and pick one. Yeah. It's not, it's not about perfection. That's the biggest thing. It's not about perfection. It's about nailing a shot that where you can see yourself and not see the things in yourself that you're like, oh, well, this is that, but something that you actually like. That I part. love this. I love this. I used to make fun of my mother-in-law because she would always take like a hundred pictures and then go through the camera roll to make sure she picked one she liked. But actually every picture that exists of her is an amazing picture. So clearly she's been doing something right all these years. Exactly. And I love that. <laughs> As I teach it, though, I, it's not a matter of picking, you know, taking a thousand and picking one. That's how I start people, because then you just learn to nail it and you're the confidence is there and you're seeing yourself and you're just showing up and glowing up. And it's just awesome. Oh, my God. I already feel better. And it's been three minutes <laughs> into this podcast. So this is fantastic. Well, that was an awesome top five. I'm going to take all of those tips and then maybe I'll show on Instagram the results of my class. So thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that. You have an amazing story. It's part of why I wanted to talk to you. So let's hear about it. Tell us about your journey to becoming a photographer, but also all the amazing things that you are now. Oh, it started. Who? When did it start? So this journey started when I left the nine to five, but I'll tell you what that nine to five was. Mm So I I worked in corporate. I worked in the nuclear engineering world for almost 14 years working on government science projects. Y'all, I didn't like that shit, but it was a good paycheck. <laughs> it sounded good. I had went to college, got the job, you know, came out, started doing the work. And I, w- I didn't actually leave it. Like, I didn't say, you know, can I cuss all here? I don't yes. even know how to yes. Okay. <laughs> this podcast has an R rating. Go nuts. Go nuts. Hey, yes. <laughs> I was like, you know, Shit ain't working for me, but I never, I, I never actually moved my feet. So I'm one of those people that didn't necessarily complain, kind of just sucked it up, hated it, went to work every day, hated you know, getting out of the car, but I didn't do anything about it mm. for a long ass time. I had some hobbies on the side. It wasn't until I got furloughed, guys. That's how mine started. I got furloughed. Then I decided not to look for another job, not to go to another company and to really just step into photography, which I have been doing pretty much all my life and on the side. Yeah. And did you, when you were a kid, did you know that was something you wanted to do? Did you think that that was like a profession you could have? I had no idea. Nobody, okay, growing up, you know, I was, you know, taught and told, you go to college, you get that job, you have this career, then you retire and then you do the shit that's fun. Mm-hmm. You know, basically, without saying it, that's what was said to me. So no, I did, I've literally been doing this my whole life. I've been the girl with the camera my whole life, making people over, you know, styling my cousins, taking them outside, doing photo shoots, never considered it as something that I could do for a living mm-hmm. or to give me life. Not one time. It came back to me years and years and years later. That's amazing. And 
When you made that transition, when you decided, okay, I'm going to turn my hobby, my side hustle into the focus of my time, what was the first thing you did? Like, what's the first practical step you took to make that happen? Uh, the pr- first practical step I took, who oh, it's been so long now. <laughs> I've been <laughs> in the game for almost 10 years. Probably a probably a website. I don't know. Something something like that. I had a website. I was probably I was really, really back then. Still, I was coming out of that nine to five linear logical, what is that? Left brain world. Mm-hmm. But I was still functioning like that for a long time. It wasn't until like I was a couple years in where I had to be like, wait a minute, I don't gotta do shit like this no more. I get to I get to create how I want to do things, do things when I want to do them. So there was so much carryover from all that conditioning mm. and all that them 30 something years, you know, mm-hmm. of living that way. But that's the first thing that I can remember is probably. That's such a good point, though. I remember in like a particularly deep round of edits for my book, my editor was like, all the things that made you good at your day job, uh, which was consulting, are not going to help you in your writing. She was like, you have to stop trying to control everything. You have to stop turning everything into a neat narrative. She's like, you have to get deep. You have to get messy. You're wrong. I was like, I don't know if I can do that. It's a process. Let's be honest. I, I don't like to, I don't like to sugarcoat things. So this is not one of, this was a process. This isn't a layered process that's been unfolding over the past 10, 12 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not walk out of corporate and become this wild and free animal. Like it was like taking those masks off little by little, taking those layers off, realizing it. You know, sometimes you don't even realize you're still deep in it. You don't even realize that that's what you're doing and that you're still being, you're still in this program, even though you've left it. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So true. <laughs> So I think a lot of people really like photography, but maybe don't know about the technical aspects of it. Did you already have like a technical background in photography? Did you study? Uh, Did you just learn as you went? I am not a technical shooter. This is innate. This is Mm -hmm. in me. Mm -hmm. And it just comes out. You know, certain things I had to learn terminology, certain, certain settings, certain things to make the camera work. Right. But I tell everybody I am not a technical photographer. I follow light and I follow energy and I just move with it. And that's how I shoot. Um, I remember taking a class with a very like type A um, linear photographer trying to learn some lighting because I'm a natural light photographer. And I was like, I'm gonna learn some lighting. It was like, wah, 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 wah. I don't know what he's talking about, but this ain't going to work for me. You stand here, the trajectory's here. And that sounds like my old life. <laughs> You're like, where are the nuclear elements that we need to bring in here? <laughs> so for me, it's really about feeling. It's about emotion. It's about energy. Like I said, I shoot with natural light, so I manipulate the hell out of natural light. It's really just me and my camera. I have an assistant and... I make it work for me. I don't yeah. do anything the way that I'm very unconventional in a lot of ways. <laughs> I love it. Do you feel like your style has changed in the last 10 years since you've been kind of doing this? Has it evolved? Is it more or less the same as it was? It's evolved. I, don't, I wouldn't say that it's changed because it's still very, free. it's more free. It's more me. Um, so it's evolved to something that I, to be something that I truly love. A lot of the things that I do with my photography uh, or the way that I do it isn't the way that it's normally done. It's the way that works for me and feels good to me. That way mm-hmm. I get to show up yeah. at all of me. So I've customized the experience to benefit me and my clients. That's you know? perfect. And when you, I mean, it's exactly how it should be. When you made this decision, did you have a support system where people around you, your friends, your family, were they, they asked like, yes, 
yes, Kingmo, we're here. Go. Or were they like, <laughs> oh my God, why are you leaving your steady government job to do this? Oh my, it was a mix. It was a mix. I had I had some of those people like cheering me on, like, you're so brave, you're so this, even though I'm scared as hell, but I'm moving in fear. And then I had some people that were really worried and concerned and were like, you crazy as hell. Why are you going backwards? You know, you built this career up to this point, you know, you're halfway there. Mm. Why are you going to go backwards? So it was, it was a mixture, but I chose myself yeah. and just kept my eye on the prize not saying that it's been easy Mm, mm, mm. (laughs) definitely worth it i'd say that i think it's one of the scariest bits actually to leave something that's relatively steady and familiar yeah and familiar because all of those things you do think well what's been the point of all the work that i put in so far like was that time but you know what waste I feel like so many times we rob ourselves by staying in something that's no longer serving us because we're looking at the time that we've, you know, we've invested Mm -hmm. versus what we've actually gained from that enough to move on from that. I feel like relationships is like that. There's so many things that we hold on to because of the time when that's the biggest thing that's holding us back. Yeah. I was like never an economic student, but when I heard the term sunk cost, I was like, this makes sense for everything. For everything. For everything. I think I use it. I probably don't use it correctly, but I use it all the time. But it's like, okay. that's a sunk cost. We're moving on. <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> it's not good. Now, something I love about the pictures that I've seen that you've taken is that your photography is not just about taking pictures. It's like this whole holistic therapy it's, session. It is it's an experience. Therapy. It's photo therapy. I promise you, y'all. I don't, and it's crazy how this how it even happened, how it even came to be. But so many people have called it phototherapy, transformative photography. Like they put all these labels on it. When really all it is, is the my client, the woman coming in and feeling free enough to just be her damn self. Like that is the whole thing. She's showing up as her whole self. We are having a ball. We are playing music. We are talking. We are, we're just having a ball. <laughs> Do you, how, talk me through like the process of, so let's say a client reaches out to you. She wants to do some photos. What, what comes next? Do you prepare beforehand with her? Does she just walk into the room? Tell, tell me the process. How does it work? Okay. It's a process. I tell everybody working with me is like fine dining, not fast food. So this is not quick. Mm-hmm. So it's about, it's about a four to six week process. Just working with me. I don't just book you the day that you call and then you come in the studio. That's not, there's not even a studio. It doesn't even exist. That's not how it works. So basically the client reaches out to me. Maybe they referrals are the biggest way that I get clients. Once somebody works with me, it's just like mm-hmm. a ripple effect. Everybody wants this King Mo glow. Yes. Um, so they, so they give me a call and I'm like, you know, how can I help you? What made you call me? And they go, they tell me their story. So it always starts with their story. Mm. Um, it starts with us connecting, you know, uh, my client being vulnerable and me sharing, you know, parts of myself. A lot of them know a lot about me already because I've already put it out there. So and then I ask them, you know, how they want to show up, what they're celebrating, how they want to feel. And I intentionally make these sessions all about them from start to finish. It's about spoiling them. It's about seeing them. It's about them freeing themselves and being themselves. And that that automatically lights them up because they're so used to just pouring out and giving to everybody else. And they got somebody else giving back to them and seeing them. So we're off to a good start with that already. <laughs> and then we start to talk about the, the, the story that they want to tell, how they want to show up, the fashion, the wardrobe, um, the makeup, the hair, the location, like all these things, the drinks, the food. Oh my God. Like one of my clients said, you take everything into consideration from the mood to the food. And I'm like, I do, because mm. this is 
about you. <laughs> and me too. I ain't even lying. Like this, what I do is very, very selfish mm-hmm. because it fills me up just yeah. as much as it does my client. And I feel like that's how it's supposed to be. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be this exchange. So it's this beautiful exchange from the time that we start. And another thing that helps me is I don't work with everyone. Mm-hmm. I'm not a good vibe for everybody. Everybody's not ready for me at this point, or maybe they're beyond this, you know? So it's really, I'm very selective on the people that I work with. I hire my people. Yeah. If that makes sense. And then I know that we're a we're a good match. And then after that, we finish the call. You know, it's like I said, it's all about them. Um, and they're, they leave the call on a natural high. And then there's a couple of more planning moments. And then they show up for the shoot. And it's like an out-of-body experience for them and for me. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. How many shoots do you do like a given week or month? Oh, no, honey. This, again, fine dining, very slow, Mm -hmm. elevated process. So one to two is all I can handle. Okay. Because I'm giving so much of myself. There's so, like like, like I said, it's this dance. There's Mm -hmm. so much going on. There's no way that I could mass produce this. This can't be mass produced. And I tried that in the past and burned myself out. Yeah. I end up being resentful and angry and even leaving photography for a whole year. Where I had you? to I left I left photography for a whole year in 2019. I did. And was that were you just burned out from the volume of what you were doing? Out. Yeah. I was burned out for many reasons. It was the volume of what I was doing because I was doing two to two to four shoots a week. Wow. S- given given my all, just yeah. you know. All of this, not realizing that I was tapping myself out. And then also I was doing it in a way it was just, it strictly became business. It became business. It yeah. became numbers. It became numbers. It became what the client wanted. And it was less of myself. I saw less of myself in my work. And as an artist, that shit just don't fly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that does not fly. So I had a moment where I felt like I was, I was in survival mode, you know, and I was just, I was back being a robot again. Yeah. Like, like when I was at my nine to five and I was like, this ain't it. So I literally took a year off. Didn't necessarily get a regular job. I just kind of let some things come to me. My, yeah. my dad has a family business, worked in the family business, but I needed to reset and I needed to regroup and I just needed to come home to myself. And then when I came back, it was 2020 and it was pandemic. Oh my God. <laughs> what a perfect time to come back. Okay. There's it, like, it so actually oh, worked out though. Did it. Okay. Uh-huh. What did you do? What did you do during your uh, lockdown times? 
Uh, that's when Love Your Selfie was born. Okay. Love Your Selfie was born during that time. And during that, before then, I had been strictly local. I mean, I had these dreams to travel all over the world and touch people all over the world and all these things. But like maybe come to Scotland, for example, and yes. take some pictures here. That part. That part. <laughs> um, I had these big dreams, but my, my dreams were to travel the world. And the only way that I traveled, I saw myself traveling the world was through photography. Mm. But I was able to do that during my year off without photography. So yeah. I was able to go to the UK and just go to different places. And I forgot the question because I'm just excited that I'm talking. <laughs> I, don't, I also forgot the question. I don't really care. I'm just like, wait, wait, how do I get my photograph taken? Okay. No, we are talking about what you did during 2020 and oh, Love yeah. Yourself. He was born out of that. So yes, Love Yourself, you was born out of that because at that point I was local. I was, you know, just shooting local primarily. And then, you know, we're on lockdown. I can't be face to face with people like I Trying to figure out a way to still do what I love and still touch people and help people and make money. But that's when everything shifted. And then I went online. So this is when I was introduced to the online world. And this is when things really started to like open up (laughs) and shift in a totally different way. Tell us about Love Yourselfie and what it is. So Love Yourself, he started out as a course. So it was, it's a course, I call it the gateway to self-love. When a woman can see herself and be herself and free herself, but it's the power of a selfie, looking yourself in the eye. So basically I was teaching women how to take bomb ass selfies, how to see themselves, how to, how to like, to, to really like feel that inner confidence and lean into that self-love so that they can lean into that self-trust. Mm. Because to me, self-love is the gateway to self-trust. And when you can trust yourself, you end up showing up different. You end up moving different, speaking different, and really going after what the fuck you want out of life. And that's what we need more women doing. So for me, Love Yourself is a whole movement that started out as a course that I taught multiple times um, in 2020 and 2021. And now it's moved on to something even bigger. So now it's going into corporate and nonprofit and organizations. And I'm speaking licensing into into, you know, into the picture. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just a beautiful thing to give women their power back with something so simple, something we all have in our hand, you know? Are you balancing still taking photographs with kind of growing the Love Yourselfie brand and movement? I am. I am. I, and I need that. I'm not a one. I'm, 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 I need to be doing a lot of things. I remember when I first started out, one of the one of the pieces of coaching advices that I had that I tried my best to stick to that just didn't work for me was to find this one thing. Mm. And only do one thing and to only talk about one thing and to only show one thing. I am neurodivergent. Didn't mm. know that at the time. I can't do that. That is not possible <laughs> for me. That would drive me fucking crazy. Mm. So for me, I get to spread out and just literally focus on the things I love. And they happen to be very similar. Yeah. Similar kinds of things. So you said your dad had a business. Was that part of your story and feeling confident that you were able to start your own thing, that you had somebody to look mm-hmm. at with that He didn't example? have it growing up. Okay. He didn't start that until he retired. So he okay. didn't start his business until I was a full-fledged adult. Okay. So growing up, I saw my dad climb the corporate ladder and go to, you know, come from work, you know, worked in a, a plant at one point and then, you know, get the job. And now he's wearing a, a, a suit and, you know, he's going into corporate and <laughs> going to play golf and all that. That's what I saw. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the path. Yeah, that was, that was, that was, I want to say that was what was expected of me from the outside looking in, but that's what I expected of myself. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty much all I knew. You know, I knew I was going to go to college. I was going to get that job, and was kind of go going to go from there. 
Yeah. It was very similar for me. I felt like because my dad immigrated to the U.S., it was always very much the, you know, you're going to do this, you're going to get an education. He became an accountant because, exactly, (laughs) he became an accountant because his brother was an accountant. And then when I got to college and I was like, I'm going to study gender studies, he was like, "Mm, what kind of job does one do with a degree like that? (laughs) And it was quite a conversation. But to his credit, he trusted me. I said, don't worry, I'm going to get a job. I'll figure something out. Mm-hmm. But I really never, and then I just, I kept kind of going. I found a job. I stayed doing that job. And I never really stopped to think, is there another way to think about that my life and me. my career? That's exactly what happened to me. And I always tell this story because I never stopped. I was an autopilot. I, I never stopped until life stopped me. I had a hysterectomy when I was 33. Wow. That was the first time that I had to sit down and sit with myself. Like it was forced on me that, that, that time, but it was what I needed because it's the catalyst of what you see. Yeah. For all those changes that I started making shortly after that, that's what started it. When I had to really sit and face those, face that unhappiness, look at those things, take stock of my life up until that point. I never really did that before. You talk in some of your work about chasing a paycheck over a purpose, that that's what you were doing. Mm -hmm. It Um, was. (laughs) And how does someone kind of practically swap that story around? I don't have all the answers, y'all. Let's be clear. But could would, you solve I, everybody's life problems you know, on this 30-minute podcast, please? No, because I'm trying to still solve my... <laughs> well, I will say this. I will say baby steps. Again, we want these quantum leaps and everything to change overnight, but it's those baby steps. It's those little things that you do consistent, consistently that get you to where you want to be. Mm-hmm. So start exploring those things that bring you joy. Maybe you are at a nine to five or, a, you know, a, a, a five to 10, like whatever. Maybe mm-hmm. you are in this place. Start exploring those things that light you up, those things that you do, but you don't even really know why you do them. And they may not lead to like a career or a business, but at least they're, they're a stepping stone. Mm-hmm. to something to open you up to to expose you to other things and other ways of being like that's the biggest thing to the, that level of exposure I feel like if maybe I mean of, of course everything happens the way it's supposed to happen mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. um, but I would love to expose the younger generation and all generations to their options it's not just it doesn't have to we're not in a cookie cutter world you do yes. not have to have a cookie cutter life like that type of thing I think the idea of being a professional photographer or even, you know, what I, I don't even know what to call what I do now, podcast slash writing slash like 16 other jobs. I get paid to be myself. That's what I tell everybody. Photography is just one of the ways that I get paid, but I literally get paid to be myself. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, that wasn't an option when I was, young. no, I, I, that was not on the list of things that I thought were, I was going to be able to do. It was like lawyer, was doctor, own. business person. Okay. This, this is what I tell my kids. I've been telling him this for a couple of years now when I realized it for myself. I was like, when adults or other people ask you what you want to be when you grew up, you tell them you don't know. What you want to be may not even be in existence right now. Mm-hmm. And most adults don't even know what they want to be when they're they're growing anyway. So why are they asking you? Like, that is my whole thing. That's so true. <laughs> Things evolve. Make your, make your own, if you're bold enough, and when you're bold enough, when you're confident enough, there's room to make your own lane. Like what I'm doing right now, I didn't see this anywhere. It does exist other places, but at the time I didn't see it anywhere. But it was something that I felt like it was fun to me. It felt good to me. This is something that I could get up and do Mm -hmm. daily. Okay. Yeah. Try it out. 
<laughs> so, so tell me about a day. Tell me about today, for example. Like okay. average day, talk me through. What are you doing? Okay, I will tell everybody this. My average day does not consist of a lot of work. Okay. <laughs> it just does not. I, do I not already love it. Love it. Okay, good. <laughs> My average day consists of me having a lot of fun. I'm doing a lot of work on myself. I get up, I meditate, I talk to my people. I have like, I call them, them Avengers, you know, God, spirit, universe, my ancestors. Yeah. I talk to all the people I read and pour into myself. I walk, work out. Um, and then I kind of decide what I'm going to do for the day. Obviously, I have things that have to get done. I have clients, I have a business, you know, I take care of. I live in in the in the real world Mm -hmm. some of the time, but most of my time and my, my day is dedicated to, to myself, to what brings me joy. I live a very, very inspired life. Now it was not always like this. Mm -hmm. This has been, this is me building and creating this over the past 10 to 12 years. If I have a client, I get up, I get ready for the shoe. Again, I only have one to two a month. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of work that goes into preparing for that shoe, preparing for the client, a lot of little things, but I literally live an inspired life and just kind of go and move with the flow because that works best for me. Okay, you absolutely win the best answer to that question of anybody I've asked on this podcast <laughs> since it started. But I, t- I so feel you. I so feel you. I love ever since I started in a creative air quotes profession. Anything I do, I'm like, this is important for work. I need yeah. to go to the movies in the middle of the day to see West Side Story because that is a piece of art, and it is important that I I'm consume art. <laughs> And honestly, I don't feel guilty. I don't even feel guilty. In the beginning, I had to I had to untrain the guilt away because I did feel guilty. Like coming out of corporate, you know, 2012, 2013, coming out of corporate, you know, you everything's measured in this masculine way by productivity, finances, house, like all yeah, these you have your KPIs, you get them yeah, done. Yeah, all mm-hmm. those things. And I'm like, it took me a while, but finally I gave myself permission to question and just do everything on my own terms, make shit work for me. And then this is one of the ways that has come to be over time that I know that this works for my personality. This works for my flow. This works for my levels of energy. That other shit, it don't work for me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like running, pressing, you know, running myself into a wall mm-hmm. every day. And I'm not doing that no more. <laughs> What's the hardest part of your job? The hardest part of my job, turning it off because, it, because it's, so, it's such an extension of me. Mm. You know, um, even in those moments, that's where I was getting with that guilt. I, I have to deal with I had to deal with a lot of that non-productive guilt, you know, coming out of corporate. Now, it, sometimes it, it looks different or it feels different because I'm always thinking, what could I be doing? You know, because it's exciting because I do love what I do, but I also know that I can't be on. Yeah. All the time. That That's not healthy either. Mm-hmm. And where'd the name come from? King Mo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. It's different layers to this, just like everything. So King Mo is really me reclaiming all those parts of myself that I've been told that were too much over the years. That's just me being me that's honoring my masculine side. The queen thing, you know, I I know a lot of women refer to themselves as queen and that's fine. It just didn't resonate with me. Yeah, King resonates with me. So I identify as a king and that's me being able to move how I want to move, when I want to move, you know. Even if I don't want to move that part. <laughs> I now immediately need to find a name for myself. I think. I'm going to start brainstorming. But you know what? I find I do. I have I have found over the past two years I've been doing, you know, TV interviews, podcasts. Certain people still have a hard time calling me king. I can always tell the people that get tripped up. 
I love it. <laughs> I I love it. I was like, this is, and then actually, I thought I thought that King, I thought that King was your first name and Mo was your last name for very very long until I started looking at your website, and then I was like, oh wait a minute, she has a different name. I have a name that my mama gave me, <laughs> and then this is the name I gave myself. I, I love like it. it. Oh my god, I love it so much. Um, this conversation has been amazing. I feel so joyful and need to figure out how to get you to take my uh, author headshot. You can go so. either way. I love it over there. You can come here for a little bit and then go back. Okay. That sounds good to me too. Um, I just, this has been like joy from start to finish, which is, it seems like what you do for everybody in your life. So King, well, I'm so grateful. Now, oftentimes I ask people for the final question, like what would advice would you give to people who want to do what you do, who are interested in photography? But also I kind of want you to leave us with some parting words on how people can love their self or selfie a little bit more than they do. I would say this, this right here, this is me choosing me. I'm just going to say prioritize your joy, prioritize your desires, prioritize yourself. I know the world tells you that it shouldn't be that way, but that's what you need. It's what you need for yourself to be yourself, to free yourself, to see yourself. (laughs) I love it. I drank all the Kool-Aid. I'm like so (laughs) in. King Mo, this has been incredible. Now, where can people learn more about you or find your work online? Y'all follow me on Instagram, follow my stories. If you like, I I don't post a lot of my work. It's crazy. I don't post a lot of my work. I don't post a lot of stuff on social media. So you can go to my website for all that. But if you want to get to know me, my heart, how I move, what I believe, Instagram and go on my stories. It's all there. Amazing. King Mo, thank you for being on this podcast. Thank you for bringing so much joy to my day. So thank you for just bringing yourself, showing up as who you are and us just vibing. Like to me, this is perfect. I love it. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to Quit Your Day Job. We are a Zcast production and want to send huge thanks to the whole Zippy Books team for their support. You can find me on Instagram at Alicia F. Miranda. I would love to hear what you thought about this episode, any others, future jobs you want me to interview, or burning questions you think I should ask my upcoming guests. And if you decide to quit your day job, let me know that too. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.